Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with a year two of best of friends. Hey! Oh, it's bloody Damla. And it's bloody Elliot. My God, there you are. My my dear Lord. Yeah, I'll flip that on its head. Uh, you're, not getting, <laughs> you're not getting anything this week. I'm not getting That's a right. scrap. Not getting a single scrap. Um... Anyway, the gay show in the galaxy returns for <laughs> a proper actual instalment this week, yes. rather than us just putting off our own content. How the <laughs> how the how the devil are you? <laughs> Sorry. Um. Oh my god. I am. I am. I'm feeling good. I'm. I'm tired. Very tired. But mm. this episode, this this, the thought of doing this has got me through the yeah. day because. I'm not even going to spoil it. Actually, I'm not going to say another word because I just want to save it. But I am good. I'm all right. The And I'm not just saying this. All of the new news and all of the stuff that's happening uh, at the time of recording. New, 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 new news. news. Um, oh, that should have been the name of our news segment, right? God fucking damn it. Satellite 5, who is she? No, don't care. New, 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 new,
Yeah, we don't do that anymore. Sorry. But I mean, not, not, not a shame yeah, at CBA. But, actually, CBA. Uh... Um, but yeah, at the time of recording, all of the 60th news is very, very exciting and yeah. very slow. Um, but anyway, my lovely, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Um, I kind of, I was, I was really, I was looking forward to doing this. Yes. It's nice, nice crack to do a real episode. Yes. Uh, not last week's wasn't real, but you know what I mean. It's like fun to actually, you know, it ain't the same. Get back into the yeah. swing, you know, the muck and the mire. Um, and you know, I was getting all, I was going, oh, this will be nice, and you know, we've not had like a chat for a while, and this will be great. Uh, and then I remember the episode, and you know, save it, will you? Go no, on. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, reve- not revealing any opinions because like I, I remembered the episode, and then I fucking you know jumped for joy at a celebratory hand clap. You know what I'm going to say. Anyway, I tried to delay recording the episode, but that's a different story. It's going to be chaos as always. No, but like when I say, because it's always chaos, but this episode specifically, it's giving when we did a Christmas special ranking. That's what it's going to give. Chaos, mm. crying, screaming, throwing all the up. things, throwing up Yeah. in... Good and bad ways. Good job I ate all those off pies before recording. <laughs> Teeming with bacteria. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, but anyway, before we get into any of that... Make that a fucking TikTok. Anyway, yes, carry on. Just read the, read the three mouths. Read the, the, the bastard three mouths. Come on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Look, I I did I did a big did a big rummage around my sack, uh, and I found uh, three three emails. Uh, hence the name of the segment, three emails. Um, again, if you're thinking, God, I found in ages ago, and you've not read these out, well, I blindly selected three at random, based on uh, you know what I wanted as per, uh, and what what I wanted was I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> completely gathered completely gathered at random ad nauseum. Uh, if any of them have been repeated before, past the point of caring. Anyway, uh, I'm joking. See the look in your eyes. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, our first one goes as follows. Hi, smiley face. Just wanted to email to say I've recently discovered your podcast and really enjoyed listening. Oh, here we go. Actually, I probably should have proofread this. Dandler is so funny because she cracks me up every episode. <laughs> Yeah, there's no there's no further point to that. That's just that as a statement. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I went to Doctor Who around the time of the Matt Smith era was on TV, and I've gone back and watched Eccleston and Ten episodes too. And I've been revisiting with your podcast, which has been so much fun. I really felt like the points you come up with about the episodes are so clever. Yeah, not really. Uh, and it makes me appreciate the show in a way I haven't before, especially <laughs> with oh look here it is again, especially with Daniel being a video editor. Um, so cool to hear her point of view on things like trailers and stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> You're so welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll go now. Uh, anyway, as I said, love the podcast. Please keep making it. Um, just for you, no. Uh, I really hope you make some more episodes of guests. Uh, brilliant. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will just get my coat. Um, <laughs> like with Dabler and her boyfriend, uh, when she spoke to Hula La, they were some of my favourites. Getting a lot of... Yeah. Well, Get the hint. Sorry if it was a long email. It wasn't a long email, but uh, you know, quite painful. Okay, uh, thanks, Kay. <laughs> so what we've learned from that email is that I'm the best and you're nothing. Bye. Yeah, uh, just scanning this one for my name. Off you go, uh, then. Bye. In it. Keep moving. Um, Keep yeah. going. I like to see you try and read three emails out. 
This is true. I, this is how it would go. Right, let me tell you how it would go. <laughs> Open the email. Um, oh, this is nice. Oh, hang, on, hang on, let me read it. Okay. Oh, uh, hi, everyone. No, no, no. Oh, hang on, let's start again because I couldn't say it properly. That's how it would go. It would, it would just be me trying to record me saying an email <laughs> for 30 minutes. One email. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 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 Oh, God. Can you tell we're tired? <laughs> I'm not having the time, the time of my life. Uh, <laughs> anyway, next email goes as far as hello, hello, hello. Hi. Amazing hosts of Cap, spelled incorrectly, Damlet and Elliot. <laughs> um, actually, yes. <laughs> I can't, I can never decide with people if they know I'm being just joke. I, I never mean it. You're always I'm kidding. I'm always kidding. Kidding. Exactly. And I am in that case. Just wanted to say your podcast means so much to me. My dad showed me matt smith's seasons and a few of his favorites from david Tennant when i was a kid i always enjoyed the show i just never cared enough to watch the rest fair fucking valid as shit man um (laughs) since then after coming out i've developed a bit of a weird relationship with my dad uh and as a result i just have a habit of avoiding things that are related to him uh yeah fuck that guy uh, however, recently I've hyperfixated on on David Tennant, valid, and I just wanted to rewatch Doctor Who, but I felt a little iffy about it because it was peak dad culture in my mind. God, this podcast is dad culture. Well, like good dad culture, trendy <laughs> Shoreditch Dilf dad culture, rather than you know your dad. Yeah, yeah. Your podcast is providing other queer voices about the show that really helped me disconnect from my father issues, and it's quickly become my favourite piece of media. I praise. You guys are so slave for that. I also have a question. If you could be besties with any of the companions, Errol, I-R-L, sorry, uh, who would it be and why? Who would it be Martha? Just because she's just so slay. Live, love, lo- live, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Come on. For me, it would be Martha because she's just so slay. Live, laugh, Martha. Heart. Uh, that's not really a reason. I don't care. I'm writing this at two a.m. <laughs> uh, if you could be besties with any of the companions, IRL, who would it be? I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll say it till the end of time. Hey, ha um, <laughs> ha! Get it? Because it's the name <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, Martha. Um, Martha Jones. Martha. Martha. Bloody Jones. She is my best friend. I love her. What about you? Uh, I would. I would like to. Um, uh, and this. This is going to sound strange, but I'd like to. I'd like to get drunk with uh, Ian. Fair. Yeah, but yeah. it'd be fun. A little bit of Ian, uh, a little bit of Martha. All is he's good. He's a goofy little guy. <laughs> he is. He's just. A, he's just a silly little he's just guy. A, he's just a silly boy. He's just a boy. Duh. I'm so I'm so sixties. We're gonna battle Daleks in the jungle. Better wear my three piece suit because it's the sixties. Uh, it's olden it. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, keep slaying August. Uh, although this was sent in September. Hey. Brackets they them. Thank you, August, for your kind words and your bravery in coming out. You are beautiful. That's a cut. <laughs> And uh, I have to leave it <laughs> out. Thank you. No, um, no, genuinely though. If, if, if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed the cunt usage for anything, it's for <laughs> it's for this. Yeah, no. 
uh, if someone isn't accepting you for who you are, uh, they are just that word because I don't want to bleep it out. <laughs> um, they are that word, very much that word, very, very strongly that word. But yeah, thank you for sharing. Right, final one. Hi, Damler and Ellie. I've been enjoying the podcast since I found it through TikTok. I'm from England. <laughs> Rip. Uh, but I've just been on a two-week road trip across Australia. Lovely. And I listen to almost all the podcasts across many long flights and drives. I'm just going to associate your wonderful voices with the country from now on. Well, Damler, you are our Australian regular reporter. Obviously. No, don't make me do it. Don't make me do this, the accent, please. It's not good. It's really bad. D- Damler's ability to offend an entire nation. Anyway, I'm really hoping that by the time you read this out, you'll still be on Series 4. <laughs> You're in fucking luck. Yes. My favourite series. It has so many comfort episodes, including Partners in Crime and The Unicorn and the Wasp. Ten and Donna's dynamic is on top form in that episode. True. Maybe. I don't know. I a couple of weeks to work that one out. Yes. I just wanted to share a fun little coincidence with you. I've recently been re-watching Tortured, so I could listen to your episodes on it. Oh. I've just finished Series 1 and your corresponding episode. Later on, I was talking to my sister and her partner about Tortured, since they've also rewatched it recently. There's a lot of Tortured rewatching that going is. on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, considering I've met about two people who've ever actually watched it, fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, fully. <laughs> they said they didn't like random shoes, uh, Rip. Uh, and they literally called it the Love and Monsters of Tortured. Wrong. Exactly <laughs> as you guys did. Oh my god. Yeah, but... What? <laughs> Sorry. That I swear actually... they've never. Whoa. Sorry. I actually just choked on liquid then. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> they even called it Love Monsters of Tortured, exactly as you guys did, and I swear they've never listened to your podcast. Well, but you see, the thing, the, 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 the semantics there is very important because I think they mean uh, the Love Monsters of Tortured derogatory. We mean the Love Monsters of Tortured as in accidentally the best of the series. Yeah, that's what um, we mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, uh, so they can tell they haven't listened to it because then they wouldn't be such negative Nancys. Anyway, <laughs> hope this wasn't too wordy. Even if it was, my salaciously beautiful vocab has brought life to it caressing every syllable of your wonderful email. Looking forward to hopefully hearing back from you on the pod. <laughs> God, you're in so much luck. Keep hey! up the good work from Joel, he, him. Thank you. Thanks, Joel. Thank you very much. Right, that's me done. That's you done. Yeah. The sack is closed. I'll let you, I'll let you go. <laughs> I had a creative podcast with that emailer. Bye. Yeah. Because I am the main... The main character. I am... Also, uh, very slay. But you know what I can't do? A backflip. Roll credits! <laughs> You're going to say clone yourself as a thank fucking god. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're actually so rude. <laughs> You're so rude. I was going to say, as you may have been able to tell from our top, but actually I don't know if we made any jokes about it. Although actually we did, because Dan made the comment about the backflip. So ignore everything I've just said previously. Today we're talking about The Doctor's Daughter. It was broadcast on the 10th of May 2008. I don't know what number episode of Series 4 it is, because I can't be bothered to My do the maths. It was written by Stephen Greenhorn and it was directed by Alice Troughton. No relation, not to be confused with later on, where David Troughton appears. Some relation. Damler. <laughs> what do you think the episode's about? Oh my... <laughs>
God. I don't want to forget, basically. Oh, my but, God. But feel free to breathe. Breathe, breathe. I'm going to breathe. Okay. So, <laughs> what the episode is about, very important, and I want everyone to pay heed to my words. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Address over genes is never the answer. Did we not learn from Toshiko? Did we not learn? <laughs> Clearly not. Because they continue to dress Catherine Tay in this series in a way that truly offends the the, the 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 eyes. It's upsetting. The only outfit, the, the main outfit, the only one that I, I'm like, yes, love, and is kind of a dress over jeans, is the one in Stolen Earth and Journey's End. But the brown coat is so gorgeous that I can forgive it. This episode... Who thought dressing Catherine Tate like that was a good idea? The woman is not 70. Okay? It, it, it's giving frumpy. It's not good. Like, I just... Even like with Martha, we've obviously spoken about how much we hate how her lack of costume is just so prevalent in it and like, and like how every other companion has like a million outfits. I would rather we have that kind of vibe for a companion than what the way they dress Donna in this series. It upsets me so much. It really does. It's like, oh, if, if a woman is slightly older, like, okay, no, actually, if a woman is not in her 20s, she has to dress bad. And it's like, why? Anyway, sorry, that was elongated and I kind of almost made it into a whole point. What do you think the episode's about? Um, It's, it's a good, it's a good question. It's It's a good lesson and reminder don't don't talk with your mouthful because you'll sound like the half and it's annoying as shit <laughs> don't try and drink and talk stay safe stay safe don't, don't be a half don't be a half um i don't think i've met anyone who's tried to do that but it's good advice you can, but you shouldn't. We love SFX on this show. My goodness me. <laughs> that was my half impression, everybody. <laughs> and it was absolutely stunning. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Worth, worth the wasted bit of squash that's dropped down my top. Yeah, that's really sad. Don't waste squash. Don't do that. Not for this episode, anyway. My God. Waste not, squash not. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what, a, what that means. Uh, the thing is, do you know what it is, babe? Awful. Can I tell you what it is? Can I just tell you what it is? Mm-hmm. So, I just want to preface, preface, whatever. I don't care. It's not on that level. Uh-huh. Catchphrases. Catchphrases. No merch is coming, I promise. Anyway, um, <laughs> when we were doing The Girl in the Fireplace, sorry, trigger warning, um, <clears throat> just in... Did you just have a little gag there? Yeah. Um, Not because I was trying to drink water talk again, but because... It's giving... You know? It's giving... Um, wow. <laughs> it's giving... Oh, they got... Um, <laughs> um, Rant. So, much like that episode, one of my favourite things you've ever said, Elliot, you, sitting there, me, looking at you right now, is you going, <laughs> yes. wow, I hate this, um, and, then just, <laughs> and then just going into it. So yeah, the episode. Wow, I hate this. Um, I just, I, I got to preload just straight that. Straight in there. I just got to preload fucking that up front. It. I fucking hate it to be honest. I mean, no, some it's it is enjoyable enough to watch. It doesn't go, doesn't drag, doesn't go like slowly. But 
there are a lot of creative decisions in this episode which there are I choices. fundamentally disagree with on quite a visceral human level. Stephen Moffat, you <laughs> Scottish monster. <laughs> it's very that, but except I'll give the girl in the fireplace some credit. Oh, shock, shocking. Blimey. At least it had an idea that it stuck to. <laughs> Because what in the ever-loving shit is this episode? I'm sorry. I know... Okay, I'm going to say this now. This is the preface that I wanted to do. We're going to upset people in this episode, okay? And we don't like to be negative about something we love. But sometimes it's a necessary evil. Because truly, I don't understand how this got past the idea stage. Who thought... Oh yeah, let's make an episode where the doctor gets caught in this weird hand thing, cage, and then a human wearing clothes comes out of this weird, stupid little booth that looks like a little like booth that you get in an office where you take calls on Slack. Um and like you know, it like a soundproof booth that you just have in an office. And and they come out wearing leather pants and eyeliner. Uh, and then, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 an, it's just in oh, a no, way they, they they cloned my genetics and they made us sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so weird. It's like in a way I respect it because it's so weird and mad. But in another way, it's like if you were gonna go that crazy, then do it. Just just do it. Yeah, then go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do but they just didn't. They just didn't. They went, oh yeah, you know, two uh, two species at war, um, and 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 uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are we doing? What are we what doing? Are, what are you doing? Oh, I, I can even recycle my catchphrases written by Stephen Greenhorn. <laughs> what are you doing, Stephen? What are you doing, Stephen? <laughs> what are you doing, Stephen? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Hard to hard to say uh, how it compares to the other five places because at least the Doctor, I don't know, if this is written by Stephen Moffat. Uh, which I know is like a trend at the moment, go around social media and people get really hot under the collar about it. But I'm just saying, if this was written by Stephen Moffat, Doctor would definitely uh, kiss his daughter. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Or you know, or you know, he might just sort of like see her walking in uh, leather trousers. He might just sort of be like, you know, I didn't realize my genetics were that good. Um, yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah. Bless uh, him. Bless him. Uh, bless him. Oh, I got to say though, <laughs> um, most of pretty much all the performances in this dog shit. Um, but, oh my god! But David is doing brilliant. Oh god, I've put my hand in a painful thing acting because you—it's <laughs> really—it's really awkward because no one yeah. else is reacting and there's nothing else happening. But he's really—he's yeah. really going for. It's like, like okay, Elliot, yeah. I'm talking to you. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. David is trying in this episode. Do you know what it is? He, Sorry, Do you I know sorry. what it is. I don't, don't want to. I just David in this episode. Every all the material they give the Doctor is like is the funny stereotype that we all have for David as an actor. Um, like he's he's trying, but because there's no material, he's trying so hard that it's kind of coming off as quite funny. Like yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. a lot of acting yeah, very in this. that, yeah. Um, and very it's that. because he has nothing to work with as an actor. But yes, sorry. My this is what I'm going to say. So I a little bit of context f- for my personal story with this episode. Funnily enough, when I was like young, 
Um, I <laughs> used to rewatch this episode a lot. This was what used yeah. to be one of my favorite episodes, definitely because I fancied Georgia Tennant. We're gonna get there. Pause. I mean, fancied. Oh, uh, no, sorry, hold on. Yeah, no, it's not past tense. Hang on. <laughs> hold on. No, no. But I'm talking about me in the past, yes, but, but no. The past, the past you then fancy George Tennant, but the present you. Still does. Like any sane person fancies George Tennant. Because she's what? That bitch. Um, <laughs> I. That's definitely why I rewatched it a lot. That's definitely why. And I'm not ashamed to say that, because it's my truth. But I, st- but I did have a level of enjoyment with this, and I, I, I always really loved watching it. Time has not been kind <laughs> because so right. Here's the scene. I'm gonna paint the scene for you, right? And I'm I'm feeling Elliot's painting. I see your painting with your hand. Um, we should really think about making this a visual medium at some point. But CBA. I sat down with my cat, with my cup of tea, with a little biscuit, and I was like, "This is gonna be a fun time. I'm excited to have a goofy, silly time." And I did have that, along with. This is so bad. <laughs> it's this episode is rubbish. This is this is one of the worst episodes of the show, and I can't believe it's leaving my mouth because I always have had a thought of like, oh, when we get to this, it's going to be so fun, and like we're going to be like it's obviously it's got, a lot of the elements are a bit weird, but it's going to be mainly like, oh yeah, no, you know, three and a half out of five, four, maybe even a four you, if I'm feeling you, fresh. You want it? You want it to be this series is. Gridlock. Yeah. Reference I use all the time. Yes. But you want it to be an episode that you don't think about, but then you watch it and you go, that's really good. Why don't I ever think about it? And yeah. then you never think about it again until you watch yeah, it. Exactly. But in actuality, that's what I was hoping. I watched it. I was like, oh, you know, this is just bad. This is just, I'm going to just quote you. Wow, I hate this. Well, <laughs> wow. Awful. Um, oh. I, so. Uh, boringly, because I haven't really got like tons of notes in order, because it's mostly just me going awful, awful, yeah. awful. Um, I'm sorry, guys. It's just it's our truth. I'm so sorry how negative we're about to be, but stay along, <laughs> stay along for and the journey. Still peppered with our wry jokes and witticisms. Um, yes, but uh, probably the only technical point I'm going to make in the episode. So you know, so right at the start, they're in the tunnels, and then you know, Jenny's born, whatever. And they start having that shootout with the half, right? So I think that's just post credits. Um, so like Alice Troughton directed Midnight. Can you imagine? Which is is so so beautifully directed, um, so well captures that sort of confined space. It's so terrifying. Um, perfect, I'd say. Pretty near perfect, actually. And the shootout. I, I would say genuinely embarrassing. It's by laughable. how poorly it's directed. Babe, <laughs> they're shooting flames. <laughs> they're shooting flames, babe. They're not even it's shooting like, shots. Again, if it was like some, if that was a thing that was focused on or whatever, it was like you know, alien shooty bang bangs with flames, fine. But like, I don't know, everything, it just feels so, it felt really flat. So then the shootout felt really flat and then oh. it was cut kind of weirdly and it, it just oh. was like... It was what you weren't watching people having a shootout. You're watching a cast of an actor firing a gun at a sort of slightly canted angle at nothing, then intercutting with another actor doing the same thing at nothing again. You know what I mean? There didn't, yeah. there wasn't a connectivity that yeah. made it feel like people shooting each other. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, one of the worst things when something is not blocked correctly or thought through, 
then means you get this disconnect in the editing where you feel the cuts happening. You know, editing should be invisible, right? I know I'm yeah. kind of stealing your mouth words here, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, you shouldn't be able to notice it unless you're looking for it. But the fact that I felt every single cut and each one was worse than the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making it awkward. It's horrible. That's the only technical point I've got to make. The rest of it, I'm just along for the ride. But technically, I thought that shootout in the tunnel was awfully directed, and I can't believe that made the master. Yeah, it's... All of that, I agree with. I'm not going to repeat the points because you said it perfectly. I think the, the main thing for me, though, that really took me out of it is, like I said, they're shooting flames, bro. They're not shooting <laughs> shots. They're shooting flames. It's literally like, you know when you have a lighter that's in the shape of a gun, those stupid gun lighters that you click and then there's a flame? That's what they were doing. That's what that was. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe there was budget constraints where, because obviously it's very expensive to, you know, do shooting and the risk assessments, whatever. Maybe there was a tight deadline and it was just easier to do it that way. I'm not trying to judge, but also just don't have the shootout because it looks would, so bad. Would you rather? Would you rather flames from this or uh, CGI camera shake from the same pit? I'm sorry, the CGI blurry frame blending camera shake from the Satan Pit lives rent free in my head. I love <laughs> it so much. I don't actually think it's that bad. I think it adds to the energy and the vibe of the whole thing. Fair. I mean, I think it's I think it's bad, but like in a kind of camp way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the episode yeah. is so great that it doesn't really matter. It don't matter. But when you're working with hollow nonsense. It's it's they're shooting flames. Do you know what I'm trying to say? They're shooting flames. Also, if you're gonna make if you're gonna write an episode that is set during a war, you gotta factor that kind of thing in, right, surely. It's so important to the episode. Oh. Like sorry, I know we're talking about like the the special effects here of quite a bit, but it's really important because it really took me out of it. Like not even just the tunnel shootout, like later on in the episode when they're just shooting guns, which they do a lot. Because it's a big point of the episode. Did you know the guns are bad, Elliot? Did you know that? Um, you know, <laughs> it's every time Jenny shot her gun, I was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" It looks silly. It looks really it's silly. It's giving classic Who, but not in a charming way. No. Like classic Who, you know, where like the Daleks fire and they don't have the technology to do beams yet, so the screen just whites out, or. Or even like 72, where you know, someone just points like a plastic blaster at someone, press the trigger, some light might flash on the gun if they've got a prop that, and then, you know, some painted in afterwards, like lasers kind of go pew 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 as, as someone just kind of dramatically goes, oh! Even that has more fucking effort put into it. I actually feel emotions when I look at that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, at least you can oh. go, ah, oh, it's the 70s, that was camp, rather than, yeah. you know. It oh, upsets this me. This is 2008. It upsets me. Um, but let's move on from that because I could talk about it all day because, oh my God. I want to ask you a question. I have a Fire big away. question. In fact, not even a question. Fat old question. Fat old question. But in a way, it's actually not a question. <laughs> but okay. it's something that I want us to discuss Is right now because it's, I think it's a really important part of the episode and I would like to discuss it. Okay. You may feel differently to me. You may feel differently towards this than I do. I can't that's see. Just, that's just the same way of saying you may feel differently than, than me. Did I, did, I, did I say it correctly? Sorry. I'm not like, am I processing yeah, you may you, you may feel differently than me is, is fine. But then I like that you just sort of rephrased it, but with more words. It was quite, it was really fun. Okay, well. <laughs> it's like, going, you might find this boring. I'm going, you might 
not find this particularly engaging. Sometimes I can't speak. But anyway, whatever. The point is this. Forget that I'm a word professional. No, you are a word professional. Um, The point is this, my love. So, I personally feel... So, obviously, let's get the elephant out of the room. David Tennant and Georgia are married. And they've been together for many years now. And they're mm-hmm. very cute, and we love them, and we stand them. Yeah. Adopt me, please. Um, <laughs> when you watch things like movies, and you know that, like, while they were filming something, they were either falling in love, or you know they were married for a bit, and they were together, or they were dating at the time, whatever. I always, a lot of the time, it takes me out of it sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. wonder what they were thinking, I wonder what they were doing. In this episode, when I watch it, they still feel like they're playing father and daughter in this. Which I think speaks to, you know, how good they are as performers. Personally, I think I, I I watch it and I don't and I don't get that sense of like. Okay, there was one bit the way David was looking at Georgia. There was one shot specifically. You know when he <laughs> hugs her after she does a backflip, and the way he looks at her is like, oh my god, he just met the love of his life. That there was one <laughs> moment. There was just one moment. But the rest of but it. But there's also that kind of thing of like I think David's doctor just kind of radiates that. He romantic. does. Yeah energy you know so even even when he's hugging someone if he doesn't love them <laughs> david just has that way of looking at people with so much yeah. sex and passion in his eyes <laughs> yeah kind of you know like it's you know it's like wow <laughs> i'm getting a little bit hot over here um but she did it. <laughs> but i just felt like they did feel like father and daughter to me i don't know how you feel because obviously it's a very important part of this episode because um it's called the doctor's daughter did you know <laughs> fucking unfortunately yes <laughs> um yeah no no i i agree actually um like reminds you how well cast they are in their respective roles because i don't feel that disconnect when when watching it but like, i'm not engaged with the story but i don't necessarily doubt for a moment i don't go oh that's two people who are in love playing whatever you know it, it, they feel very naturally their characters um Probably also helps, and I'm not saying to be mean. I love her, but probably also helps because I just don't see George Tennant in things. Yeah. Um, like it's kind of reminding me of um, it was in the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know Ferris Bueller played by Matthew Broderick, sister played by Jennifer Grey. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So they were dating at the time. Oh, that's hilarious! Um, I didn't know that. And you just don't. I don't know. They are so well cast in those roles, and they so commit to those that you don't get that vibe. No. I mean, granted, they don't share a lot of scenes, but the the script and the acting does so much to create this fucking hostility between them that yeah, unless yeah, you're yeah. told they're dating, you'd have no fucking idea. And it's kind of the same here. Um, I just want to get useless movie trivia out there for everybody. Um, I know things. No, but I'd so agree with you. Very, very, very good point. Um, like I said, I didn't even know that about those two in that movie. So, fun. But, I, yeah, I just... Because there, there was a danger of that happening, and I, and I didn't feel that whatsoever, which is great. I, like... I got a. No, sorry, I, I just got a, a big point that I feel like we can get stuck into for ages. But yeah. No, go on then. Why, why the fuck does Martha Jones get kidnapped? Um, Freema she's promised more stories for series four. I've read that in the writer's tale. Read that now. That was a promise made to her during series three. Why the fuck do you waste her in a half-baked damsel in distress story? Like, I know that they're trying to do the whole, oh, yeah, she's a doctor, she's like a humanitarian helper, that's cool. But it's just so disconnected. What is the point in having literal free management back 
to do nothing with her. With a better script, if anything, my hot take, and here I am again, I'm doing rewrites to a 20-year-old show um, where no one asks and everyone probably listens <laughs> and thinks I'm too full of my own self-importance, but I can't help it, guys. Um, if anything, I think the, the, the sensible thing to do would have been um, actually to put Catherine in that role, to give her some time away from David, to let her character breathe, show Donna's human side, because we've already had plenty of character growth with Martha from Series 3, and then we get a fun little bit of, you know, oh, look, the Doctor and Martha are back again, and, you know, he's maybe going like, oh, I love being with Martha, but, you know, you kind of, yeah, he's then also worried about the fact that his actual other companion is missing. I think that would be more interesting. I know we know that Catherine can act, we know she can, she's brilliant, but, like, just give her some room to breathe. Let her be the one who helps them. Let her be the. I know that she gets a moment where she figures things out, but let her do that all through the story rather than just one moment where she has to because it's for the plot. Literally, yes. I couldn't agree more. Literally, yes. What they could have done was, you know, Donna being trapped because I've always felt that too. I've always felt that Martha should have been with 10 and then Donna on her own and it goes to show that, that, that she can prove herself even more not that she has to but do you know what I mean like there's always that thing with the companion a new companion where they have their moment um have Donna stuck on the other side of that explosion make that relationship with the half um you know and as she is going through the corridor she's noticing the numbers going um you know the, the numbers changing and all of that stuff like you could have it would have made more sense and it would have given her more to do would have been more interesting for us as the viewer but then also it gives martha that time yeah. as well and, and and then she could have been like you know look at him he's got a glass of squash for a face you know yeah do you know what i mean Whereas, something like that but she says literally nothing in this episode all she does is i'm good with numbers and it's like thank you for telling me even though we know that <laughs> because she's yeah, a thanks, bloody Donna. You know, she she's a temp from Chiswick. Like we know that. Yeah. Stop telling me things. Dialogue. Stop it. Save it. Um, <laughs> but no, Martha being kidnapped. It works in one respect. The only thing, but again, it could have been translated to Donna, which is literally the point of why it doesn't work. But the relationship with the half. So I really like the oh, half. Yeah. They are yeah. wasted in this. That's what it annoys me the most because their design is. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. For me, it is. For me, I really love I mean, I, I their design is good. Um, like, the puppetry on the masks is amazing. They are incredible feats of practical effects. Um, but they never feel like real creatures to me. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're not well integrated into the story. No, they're not. Maybe it's the sort of the thing we discussed before where, like, some creatures are too dry they feel too yes. dry, maybe. They don't feel goopy. Well, Or maybe it's my lack as a viewer to empathise with any of them because they can't talk. Um, which I know is quite shallow, but sometimes when you do yeah. remove that thing, you know, you can't hear what they're saying. It, it, it can get a bit, you know, why do I care? Yeah, I think, do you know what it is? So when I hmm. say they were wasted in this, it's because the design is so strong. I think the design oh, yeah. is so strong. And that's why it annoys me, because they could have been fleshed out a bit more. See, it doesn't bother me that they don't talk. If, if anything, I think it, it makes them more cute, because the actions speak a bit louder for me personally. Mm. Um, like the scene where this Hath, the one that's with Martha, dies, it makes me really sad every time, because poor, <laughs> poor thing, poor baby, poor little baby, you know? Like, 
mm. come back. And then obviously Freeman's performance, just her crying in the cold. Also, let's give my girl a break. She's been trawling through, you know, blistering winds and scorching deserts and all that, you know, Shrek references and galore, you know. Like, <laughs> she went around the world for a year doing that. Can we stop? Let her, let her just have a minute. <laughs> It does always. There is that shot in series three, yeah. whatever final episode it is, where she's walking. She's like With pulling the, her coat yeah. to her, and the wind's going like. <sighs> yeah, it's it, that. It was that for a whole episode. <laughs> I want her to have a break. Let's give Martha a break. But yeah, I just think I like the relationship she has with the half, and I like that she almost starts to understand him. Is it him? It. I mean, you're right though. Like, it is very. It all feels in character for Martha. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, you know, it doesn't feel like a character. I have no problem with that. I just think that missed opportunity. Or here's another fun idea. Have Martha with them and that Hath as well. A random Hath gets locked on the other side and they're about to, the Hath is about to get attacked and the Doctor's like, no, I'm, no one's getting hurt while I'm around kind of thing, you know, because that's what the Doctor would do. And then the Hath gets stuck with them because they're all imprisoned and everything anyway. It just... Yeah. Or have, Hello? have, have Martha and Donna both get kidnapped. Yeah. Thus building more time where the Doctor can yeah. have a relationship with Jenny. Oh my god! Why weren't Donna and Martha just allowed to team up? Like, Can you imagine them scheming in a little cell and then one of them showing off their womanly wiles? Why did we not see Donna showing off her womanly wiles? I was Honestly, robbed. the biggest snub of the episode is I wanted to see Donna's womanly wiles. I also want to see temp- the 10th because... Doctor's womanly wiles. <laughs> I'd like to see you try that. Because like... Yeah, and then because then it would sort of solve the fact that I feel like part of the big problem with this episode is that Ten he he has no motivation to do anything. Like even the stuff where he starts talking about like the time war and Gallifrey. Oh, I roll should should like should be interesting and powerful, but he's not making a character decision to talk about it. He's like being fed lines by Donna, and it just feels so like yeah. oh, this is the speech we have to write now. Yes. And there's been no real sufficient character build-up between him and Jenny at that point anyway for it to feel earned. Yeah, but like, yeah. If that moment, I don't know, I know it would take serious restructuring, but like, think about how powerful that moment is at like, the end of Gridlock. Yes. Where he spent all that time in Martha, and then he can finally talk about like Gallifrey. And I just think, like, I don't know, the fact that he's just standing in a prison cell as it like dramatically pushes into him, where it's just a bit like the Time War and the Time Lords are as, like... This is our child at our home plays in the background. It's very... Uh, yeah. Again, it feels like what people... It feels like the joke version of the Tenth Doctor. My eyes were rolling the whole time. Now, when he was like, 
you know, they're all gone now. I was like, we know! Shut up! Not in a rude way, but like also... She's like, not a real time lord. They're all dead. <sighs> he's like, oh, woe is me. Get out of here. I've had enough. I've had enough. But um, no, it would. It, like, I'm joking. It would have been good if, like you say, he wasn't just fed the lines and it just wasn't like, yeah. oh, here's the bit where Gallifrey's mentioned because it's important. And it's like... Oh. Yeah. I don't, I is, don't understand. Yeah. And there is some really, I feel like, important stuff in this that kind of happens yeah. plot-wise that I will save till the end yeah but there's lots in this that is not done well but is important yeah like does donna even really know much about i when like yeah sorry i'm just i mean he obviously he's told Donna around the time war and stuff because she knows yeah but i'm just like i don't know it seems so i know that he can't tell her about it because she kind of knows but like she still just kind of seems donna is completely unfazed by everything that happens in this episode um yeah like there's a moment later on that i mean i love catherine but there's a moment where she looks visibly bored while <laughs> something important is happening yeah uh and it just kind of takes me out of it do you know what it is donna was wearing the pants this whole episode mm. which i which i always live for and i was living for but she was also doing nothing and i don't get how they've managed to to crack that like well done she was wearing the pants but also doing nothing we'll say Something that I did really enjoy and like. Wish it was brought up more and explored more. But like, I love how she showed up for Jenny and like supported her and made her feel like a person. I Like the bit with the stethoscope, that bit is one of the strongest bits of the whole episode. Because to me, that's the most human thing and the most just so Donna. That's so Donna. Like it's very rose coded as well, actually, I have to say. But like, Listen to her heart. She has two hearts. Listen. She is a living, breathing thing. Stop saying that she's not real and she's not important because she is. She's here, flesh and blood in front of you. She's your flesh and blood, whether you like it or not. She has two hearts. Stop denying the truth. It's getting on my bloody nerves. And I love that. Um, yeah. And I did nothing with it. Didn't, yeah. That's the thing. It also just didn't feel very... It felt like it felt like someone going, okay, we've got this moment in here now because this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Um. Like, you know, like you say, I, I think Donna showing up for Jenny is important and definitely what Donna would do, but it all felt very forced for me, personally. Uh, yeah. Even her trying to call her Jenny is fucking painful. It's really painful to watch. It's actually really, really hard. Yeah. I was like, we know that you're going to say Jenny, just say Jenny. Yeah. So it's like she goes to say Jenny about ten times. It's like, yeah. Just say, it, just say it. We know you call her Jenny. It's okay. It just felt just, like, it, and, and I know this show is a family show and mainly predominantly aimed at younger audiences, but it really felt like a kid's show for a second, like a child's show. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, predominantly aimed at kids, but, you know, Neris had twins after uh, using a turkey baster. Well, there you go. There you so, go. So, <laughs> do without what you will. The first mention of Neris as kids, canonically, maybe. I don't know. Neris, of course, this series version of... Shireen, but we actually see Neris. <laughs> I will say though, we have the return of by panic in this episode. As much as like going back to more of a positive <laughs> point, jovial. We <laughs> the return of by panic. We had it in New Earth, majority of series two with Billy and David. <laughs> oh yeah, Georgia, Georgia Tennant. Okay, listen, listen. Do I think Jenny as a character is good? No. She's fine. But Georgia 
came and did what she had to do. She came and she did what she had to damn do. You know, I love the fact that she was cast, mainly because she is a doctor's daughter. Like, that's probably why, right? That that surely has to be one of the reasons why she was auditioned for the role. Um, no, I mean, I was I was reading that apparently she had a role, I think it might be um, Felicity Jones's role. Don't quote me on that. Oh, in Unicorn it was a role in, in Unicorn the Wasp. She just got shuffled around. So she was going to be in the show regardless. Oh, okay. It's just almost like beautiful serendipity that she is the doctor's, the doctor's daughter, daughter playing the doctor's daughter. Yeah. I just thought it was a bit of nepotism coming through, do you know what I mean? But I was wrong. Um, I think if the dialogue was better, Jenny would have been a really great character that I would have wanted to see come back. Because right now, as it stands, I'm indifferent. And I know she comes, she's got loads of big finish, which is great and everything, but Georgia Tennant really came and served. She served us things on a platter were they good things? I don't know. We'll find out as we get along in this episode. But she came and she did the damn thing. Love that woman. I love her so much. Um, for for anyone who keeps up with uh, social media or doesn't keep up with the social media, um, she's always doing brilliantly with fun and funny tweets. And recently, uh, it was real that David Tennant is uh, the third hottest DILF in the world, apparently. Yes. Um, should be number one, but whatever. And uh, and yes, she she retweeted it um, just by saying, once he's Googled what DILF means, he is going to be so annoying. Literally, um, she just shames him all the time and it's really sweet. Um, I love it. I just love the idea of her being like, by the way, you're like the third hottest DILF in the world and him having to Google what DILF means and then being like, oh, oh, I love that. And also, just side note, she's a wonderful, wonderful ally for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and uh, love love her so much. Love her so much. But yeah, Jenny... So we've got Georgia Tennant and we've got David Tennant in this episode. I mean, a feast for the eyes, the ears, and all of the things. I just feel, though, that... Look, what are we doing? I ask again, what are we doing? Because the whole war... Right, okay, just, sorry, I'm not making the points clear because this episode's not clear. But like... Yeah, come on, we're on time, friends. Let's talk about how insane this is. This is insane. But also so basic at the same time. How are they able to do two extremes in at, at once? There's so many ex- extremes... Like... Mad extremes, not good extremes, but mad extremes, and then just basicness and just unoriginal, uh, unoriginality, unoriginality in this. Um, we have, you know, the the typical captain, leader of, you know, the resistance, as it were. He's just mm. boring, boring, boring. Very boring. Um, sorry, he's he's an all right actor, but just boring. Um, he's even got a twink sidekick. The guy from Skins. Shit and annoying, yeah. Um, but fair enough, if Georgia Tennant flirted with me in a jail cell, I would also fold. So I cannot judge, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the, the the other side of the war and whatever. It's just lacking. That's, if you ask me, what what's this episode? What, what, what episode? What, what, how would you describe this episode in one word? Lacking. Lacking. Lacking, lacking, lacking. Um, 
the only bit of this episode that really gave me life, and it it will always give me life, is Jenny backflipping through the lasers. It is very fun and very camp and very obviously not Georgia, uh, which I always yeah. Love. I mean, it's it's like awful, and in a in a better episode, I'm going like, oh yeah, of course. Why don't we just do backflips and then this? I just go, yeah, yeah, I guess, man. But it's like, babe, do you know what I mean? Like the seeds are there. I've said it again. The episode is about the doctor's hand getting trapped in this little hand cage and his cells get used to create a person. What a stupid idea. Let's actually roll with it. Then you've got people backflipping through lasers, people wearing clothes coming out of being born out of this like thing. It, it's all silly nonsense. And I love it. It's like we do this all the time. Love and monsters. I bring it up yet again. Because that episode is about a group of people who find out about the Doctor and they meet up every week like it's a book club. They bring snacks. They bring instruments. their stories, their own anecdotes, whatever. They do karaoke for crying out loud. They have Chinese food and they just... And then, then, and then Peter Kay walks in and he's a green alien who sucks people through their skin. But they made it work. We think they did anyway. And it's iconic <laughs> as hell. And they just ran with it. And it is what it is. Be love and monsters, Doctor's Daughter. Be more love and monsters. I've had enough. I've had enough. Sorry. I just It's really silly. And it's just not silly it blows, enough. It blows its gimmick in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean, funnily enough. David puts his hand in the machine and goes, Wah, uh. It's giving very chameleon arch where he's just going, yeah. um, <laughs> with very oh little God, direction. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then, yeah, Georgia, Georgia Tennant um, steps out of the machine, like you say, you know, fully clothed, just born. And he's like, that's my daughter. And then credits roll. And then he's like, well... She's not. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we all knew that. Great. Cool. You've you've blown the conceit of the episode. Now we've got 45 minutes of fucking tawdry <laughs> nonsense left. Brilliant. I'm so like, excited. The first four minutes, or however long it is, it's not very long, is actually so perfect. Like, you're like, this is going to be the dumbest time, but the best time. Sorry, not dumbest time. The best time, but also oh, yeah, so dumb. Dumb as shit, yeah. But then it just goes, now we're going to try and be serious. No. no, no, god damn you! Don't no, try to be serious. No, like have Donna and Martha in a cell trying to break free with their womanly wiles. Get them trying to pick the lock. I've had enough. I've had it. I've had it. It was there. It was staring us in the face. I have absolutely had enough. But no, what you do is you get Martha in the mud. You got Donna. <laughs> In a dress over jeans. And I've had enough. <laughs> Martha's covered in mud. Donald's in a dress over jeans. And David's standing in the corner going, mmm, time war. Mmm. Then the episode it's ends. just absolute. I was going to say shenanigans. It's not, e- it's not even close. It's just <laughs> there. It's an episode yeah. that exists, yeah. as I like to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like I don't it's like, know. It's like being like being smacked repeatedly by a cheeky little chimpanzee. It might be a cheeky little guy, but he's still slapping you, and it hurts. And, and you want it to stop. It's repetitive, and it's annoying. 
Speaking of being slapped by a monkey, it's, it is. It's a real fucking monkey's paw of an episode, this, because it's like, oh, I want Martha back for an episode. Then a fucking uh, finger curls on the monkey's paw and you get Mar- Martha back, but it's in the most boring, asinine shit possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Thankfully, it what? kind of curls back for the finale, but still. Like, what are we doing? Bring Freema back for five episodes and make sure that three of them are garbage. Poor woman. Sorry, can we just... Right. She was back for Torchwood in an episode where flies were pricking people in the eyeball and impregnating them with massive wasps. And that was more fun than this. What has the Doctor Who production team got against Freem Regimen that makes her allergic to being put in good stories? Well, no, I I don't agree with that fully. Because I love series three, but yeah, no, no. I mean, like every other time she's come back, it seems like she's come back to cameo in oh very yeah, good yeah. things. Yeah, because series three is is good sometimes. Yeah, um, it's oh man, man. You know, you know. It's anyway. That's that. So the ending. Let's get to the ending. The ending that takes place in the garden from the waters of Mars. Literally in Kew Gardens, babe. It's in Kew Gardens. Um, it does actually. <laughs> the thing is, I always forget that Donna says, "Why does it look like Kew Gardens?" Because in my head, I was like, oh, "This looks like Kew Gardens," and then she said it, and I was like, "Lol, <laughs> yeah. that's funny." Um, so Martha's back in the se- in the episode. Thank God. Um, <laughs> where the bl- literally where the bloody hell have you been? Where the bloody hell have you been? God, um, and they find the source, which is an which is a glass dome, a dome, a mighty glass dome, uh, <laughs> great big threatening dome, dome. I just love the way David says dome; it's very fun. Um, dome. and it has light in it, I guess, and yeah. it's a source that they're fighting over because they needed something to fight over, and there it is. Um, yes, but actually, it's terraforming. Going to terraform the planet. It's terraforming because the war's only been going on for seven days. Mad. Which actually, I think, is a really good reveal. It's like the only thing about this that I like. Yeah, no, I'll give them that. In, I'll give them that. In a better episode, that's like a genuinely earth-shattering twist. It's like, oh crap, yeah, uh, which is mad. So madness happens, chaos ensues, whatever. Except it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Throws the terraforming thing in the edge. Goes, uh, <laughs> and then it smashes, yeah. and everyone's like. Wow, pretty lights. Cricket, cricket, more cricket. Yeah, I'm going all good, we're near the end. Yeah, literally. And then Jenny gets shot, imagine. <laughs> the most hackney way possible by seeing someone pull a gun and then going, No, Dad! Um. <laughs> it's literally that! It's literally <laughs> that! Oh, God! And then, And then he's like holding her, and it's giving... I'm also, but guys, I'm aware that I say it's giving a lot, but it just, it's its the most appropriate phrase. Um, it's the master's death scene, but bad. So I think, I think, this is what I was talking about earlier, I think this is a genuinely done on purpose parallel where they think it's going to be good. And it isn't because no one cares and no one's acting. But the idea of, you know, yeah, him... Of a time lord, pseudo time lord person getting born from him, and him basically losing another time lord—not a time lord, but yeah, another time lord—in his arms. And this time, not because they've chosen to die, but yeah, because 
they can't regenerate or seemingly can't regenerate. Yeah. Um, is like almost such a pivotal character moment for Ten. Yeah. Um, because what he does next is like, oh, this is how he would react on the bridge of the Valiant, right? Just out of anger if he could. Um, yep. And if it, it, it's so, so like, oh, cool, we're getting to the time of Victoria stuff, but in such a, in the end, just such oh. a not, not interesting episode. It's really I, annoying. Uh... It feels it's such an intentional parallel, and it's so annoying that it comes at the end of a not good episode. Because that could be Why? a really powerful moment. Yeah, it could be. But instead, he Jenny dies, whatever, and then grabs the gun off the floor. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> I never would. Okay, cool. We get it. It's cool. actually boring you have now. A lot of times in the past, but okay. That's the gag. You actually have cut to bloody John Pertwee, like, hello. <laughs> just Aikidoing people, stabbing them with swords. Like, fully... Colin Baker just shooting side men in the face. Like, actual stranglings, <laughs> pushing, actual shootings. Pushing people into acid baths. Actual violence. Uh, but also, it's like, we get it, you've said it how many times that you don't like guns. Don't salute! I don't like guns! Stop it. It's boring. I'm bored. I'm annoyed. But Enough! My- but my favourite bit about that, and what really doesn't sell the moment, and again, I love her, I think she's brilliant, but when he grabs the gun and <laughs> his way over to the to the colonel... Yeah, I know what you're going to say! I know what you're going to say! No, but uh, no... No I mean, one cares! Catherine Tate, is, she looks visibly fucking bored, and I don't blame Freaky. her because I would be bored, but, like, you're watching this good, brave, valiant man that you care about stroll over to someone yeah. with a fucking handgun. He's going to shoot that guy in the head. Like, and you that don't is. Care. And, like, Donna and Martha are just like, huh. Think about, think about the look of horror and, like, heartbreak and despair in Catherine Tate's face at the end of Fires of Pompeii when she realizes yeah. that basically he can save maybe one family, but the decision he has to make as a Time Lord is to let everybody else die. And he carries this burden with him yep. because he has to do that for history and he's had to do it with the Time Lords. And it's culminated this beautiful moment where she's crying, covered in ash, like looking in his eyes, just absolute pain and horror and heartbreak. And in yep. this, she's just standing by, twiddling her thumbs, looking bored as shit as he goes to shoot a man in the fucking head. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's 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 actually mad. Like, Freema, <laughs> especially, her face is like, oh, all right. Like, that, that, that's, it's not even like a oh my god, what are you doing? Which it should be, like you just said. It's very much like, I mean, it's not that deep. It's, 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 giving, it's giving, stop, wait, please, don't, come back. No, Help, it's, please. It's that audio Murder. of TikTok that's like, oh no, I'm devastated. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, give me some, anyway, anyway. Do, do something. And then, yeah, Jenny's on a slab, whatever. It's all sad, madness. And then Martha gets dropped home. And I actually like this. Like, she's given a moment with her beautiful theme coming in. She yeah. looks at her ring and goes, I'm going to go get my man. Except they divorce not long after that. Um, which and, I'm still sad about. And the doctor calls her Dr. Jones. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And they hug. And her and Donna hug, which just makes me so happy. And I love them yeah. so much. And... Yeah, like I said, her theme is swelling in the background. It's beautiful. And then we cut to Jenny breathing out regeneration energy, which is a gag, like love, but also 
Imagine giving someone the most rubbish line. Ugh. I don't know. I just, I hate the like, again, I'm surprised this is not written by Steve Moffat because it's all very like, yeah, you hello, know, boys. The, yeah, it's all very like, yeah, hello, boys. I've regenerated. Oh, mm, <laughs> like that. Yo, mm, mm, yeah. Are you like, horny oh. yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Christ alive. Um, Ugh. No, but it's also like when she's in the ship and they're like, oh, Jenny, no, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I've got, you know, can't stop. Sorry. Got creatures to defeat. Whatever, whatever. An awful lot of running to do. Yeah. Oh my and we god! All, we all go. Ah, oh, yeah, maybe. And we all said nothing because uh, bored. Yeah, bored. I was thinking about this today. I don't know where the running, like the running misnomer, is really like a new who thing because people always talk it about is. you know, like I think about classic who and people talk about cl- running in classic who quite a lot. And I think for the day they were running, but I think about it now actually it's more people kind of you know walking back and forth on like wooden sets, um, like. It's a very new Who thing, but it's somehow become a big thing of the show. But even then, it's really only uh, Chris and David who do it. Yeah. Like, I don't think about any other Doctor, and I don't think running, you know? Like, Matt does occasionally. Like, he might run somewhere excitedly, but I don't think about everybody running for their lives, you know? Like, it's, very, it's, 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 uh, it's mainly 10th Doctor energy, I'd say. Yeah, and so Nine does quite a lot. And, of course, you know, you get that shot of, is it the Series 5, the classic shot of Matt, like, running towards the camera, like, ooh. Oh, and that one in series, uh, the one in Widow in the Wardrobe where he's running with the flames in the background, which is actually a very fun shot. The only good thing about that episode. I remember nothing about that fucking episode. Yeah, literally. Um, I don't have scene-specific notes, but I will read you the last thing I wrote down before I had to summarise everything if you want me to. Yeah, go on then. One of these words is capitalised. Tell me if you can spot which one. What a fucking waste <laughs> of Freeman Adjaman. This episode truly wastes such a good actress. There had to have been something behind the scenes. Maybe in the writer's tale. I uh, I would say there was more to say on that, but I think you've summed it up perfectly. Uh, a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a waste of free management, which is always uh, a really bad thing in my book. A really, really bad thing in my book. Because, my God. No. 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 Oh, I miss series one. Sometimes yeah, I really do. I miss Chris. I miss talking about Chris so much. I don't think you understand. Like, I miss talking about those episodes. We're going to have to do a revisit in a few years just so we can talk about them again. Don't ever come dressed as tenants again, I'm sorry. So we are at the wrap up for the no, Doctor's daughter. Very Sylvester McCoy coded. I know. Oh, oh. Oh my God! Sorry, just complete. I already derailed this. But <laughs> did you did you did you see at the premiere for the 60th anniversary that the Colin Baker was wearing sparkly Crocs? I love that man. Went to went to a premiere in a full suit and sparkly Crocs. I love that <laughs> man. We're getting Beautiful. him on the podcast. Mark my words. I've said it here, so it's going to happen. Threat of gunpoint. <laughs> Colin Baker. No, fully. Watch me email his agent and we're going to get him on the pod. Standout moment is what we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about what didn't work. And then we'll talk about the most doctory moment and then our favourite quotes. Mm-hmm. That's the wrap up. That's what we're doing. Let's get started. Babe, as always, as per, as usual, over to you. Standout moment. My standout moment for the Doctor's Daughter is 
David Tennant and Georgia Tennant's marriage. Fully. Nothing else. That's that's the gag there. Uh, that's the gag, and that's the tea. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Good night. Do you um, know what I mean? No, I fully agree. <laughs> Damla, uh, what's your standout moment? Mine is... It could have been a better moment, like everything in this episode, but I mm. do like how the Doctor brought up being a parent. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that. I do enjoy that little exchange between him and Donna. Yeah, especially because it's such a, like a... I remember hearing that uh, and kind of at first going, oh, that feels like a weird bit of lore to drop in, then remembering yeah. that, yeah, he literally has a granddaughter. Yeah, fully. Um, <laughs> so, so I just always forget. I just always forget that Susan's his granddaughter. I don't know because I don't know. It just when I'm not actively watching it and her being like, "Yeah, oh, grandfather," I sort of forget because he doesn't ever say like, "Oh, granddaughter," it's just called a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's never relevant to the rest of the show. But we move. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, anyway, best era yeah. of the show. That that was my stand up moment because I did like that little exchange. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but you know the 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 golden question here is what didn't work. Um, see the above. Specifically, yeah, see the above, but also specifically. Um, because I have three points. Sorry, but I do. No, I do. I like. I don't know. There's is there, nothing specifically sticks out on me as a as a sore thumb. Really, I I don't just want to say writing. Um, so I am just going to be lazy and say, see the above. Um, top That's fair to bottom enough. basically doesn't work on a structural level. I'm going to say, so I've got three points, and I have mentioned all of these in the episode, <laughs> you, but I want to you, highlight are you, them. Are your three points start, the middle, and the end? Yes. <laughs> God, I'm fucking... No, but you're right. No, I'm joking. No, but yes. Um, so I've mentioned all these already, but I just want to quickly run through because I really need to highlight them. The dialogue is bad. The dialogue... So I'm not a writer. I've mentioned this before. You are the writer here, Elliot, not me. I can't write for Toffee. But I am... I think <laughs> I, I have a working enough brain to be like, that's bad dialogue. That's just bad. You that's know, the, It's the funny thing about dialogue. It's not everybody can write it, but everybody can fucking tell when it's bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of statements. It didn't feel natural. The dialogue didn't feel natural. It's just telling me. It's telling the audience what's going on. Stop it. I'm not an idiot. I mean, I am, but... Not in that way. You know, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, not in that way. Not with Doctor Who. Come on. Um, and then, obviously, when the soldiers shoot their guns, it's just fire. It looks bare dumb. Bare dumb. Uh, I've had enough. hate it. And then, this is really specific. Mentioned it briefly. But Jenny's eyeliner. So, the makeup choices in this, right? So, obviously, within TV and film, a lot of the time, women just have makeup on in scenes where they really shouldn't like they've just literally been through a war and they've got perfect skin Mm. lashes hair whatever jenny's eyeliner sticks out so much because a cat a cat flick is not natural right like even in star wars right i when ray there's close-ups on like daisy ridley's face this is a really specific example but i always notice it you can see her eyelashes are covered in some kind of mascara like you can see there's a, a, a an enhancing of her lashes yeah but like, like um, it's still within the realms of possibility in a way yeah. stupidly I, I, I don't know there's like i think i think uh as much as i'm mixed on the movie the, the, the force awakens i think genuinely does quite a good job to make her look kind of 
sandy and washed out and then as much as i love the movie there are some close-ups in the last Jedi where you can sort of tell that she's got like a lot of foundation on which is fine let desi really wear foundation but it just feels a bit weird where you can notice it in close-up you know but yeah and it's like but you know what i mean like a cat flick an eyeliner that's like a cat flick is not natural it isn't it's so not a thing so when like her eyes are closed when she's dead or like whatever in the close-up it's like that's literally what what she was born with eyeliner on. I mean, again, she was also born with leather pants on, but for some reason, the eyeliner really just takes me out of it. Yeah, because you can kind of go, oh, yeah, maybe they've genetic. You know, maybe when they get born into the booth, they get clothes that are automatically, you know, just like slapped onto them, like a kind of yeah Rube Goldberg machine yeah. of clothing for soldiers. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you know, thirteen regenerated into fourteen, and the clothes changed. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's silly, but it happened. I know it's not as deep, but like, there's something about the cat flick. Anyway, enough with that. Elliot. Yeah. Are you still with me? Mm hmm. Most doctory moment. Go for okay. it. Okay. Um, I actually sort of forgot about this. So I was going to say a couple of different things. But if I'm living my truth, it's. It's distracting a guard with a wind-up toy mouse that he probably has in his pocket. Oh, uh, that's good. I like that. Pockets bigger on the inside. A uh, little toy yes. mouse. And I like the fact that, yeah, Jenny still quathumps him. That's a word. Quathumps him on the back of the neck. He's like, oh, it's going to distract him. Very cute. Lovely. <laughs> oh, yours are better than mine. I love that. I love that. That would also well, be gonna go for the, you know, I'm a, oh, <laughs> time war. <laughs> I'm a man who never would. <laughs> But I was yeah, like, yeah. nah, it's a little wind-up mouse. It's, it's a wind-up mouse in the Sorry pocket. for anyone who doesn't like heavy breathing. It's quite uncomfortable. Well, there's a lot of it in this episode. Um, ASMR. My most, in my opinion, most talking moment. I, yeah. I think yours is the most talking moment. But my uh, second, uh, second place is having to pretend to shoot someone to prove the fact that he is a, he, he is a pacifist. <laughs> like, shut up. Stop. I've got my gun to your head. Can't you say I'm a fucking good man? I'm so fucking nice right now. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Like, stop. Um, Yeah, that's mine. Um, <laughs> I can see a tense dodge to man walking to a room raving a gun around, just going, these are bad. I'd never use them. I was like firing bullets in the air. Fully. Awful. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Fantastic. Fan-bloody-tastic. Fan um... Favourite quote? I have a feeling we're going to say the same one, and I'm really excited about it. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Switch it up Are you sure? Yeah. Her name's Martha. She's not collateral damage, not for anyone. Have you got that, G.I. Jane? Incredible! Incredible! I do love, love that she calls her G.I. Jane. That's not my pick, but that is brilliant, to be fair. What's your pick? My pick um, is... But it's just I like the way he says it uh, in describing the the glass orb, the sphere, the dome that contains the terraforming device. Uh, they ask what it is, and the tenth doctor says it's a cocktail of stuff. <laughs> I like the phrase "a cocktail of stuff," and I like the way David says "stuff." We need to actually introduce the tenant uh, enunciation section. It's fun. It's fun to do. Can we actually do that though? Like as of right now, let's add Every that episode, to the most yeah. David Tennanty pronounced word. Yeah, because in the specials it will become relevant. <laughs> it will, yeah. And, okay, yeah, we're doing already, that now. Yeah, we've already got Satsuma and Button and 
dingle dongle. <laughs> oh no! In this episode, in this episode, he says, "Hath." What's the hath? What we call it? The most te- most tenant enunciation? No, tenant tenunciation. 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 Nice. I am talking, and I'm not I'm listening. listening. Ah. ah, it's the ah, <laughs> the Anthony. Um. Okay, I've added it to the template, so I will not forget. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Just um, real quick, getting to back, going back to my quote that I said. I love that Martha, even though she was wasted in this, absolutely wasted, um, and not drunk, just you know, <laughs> I wish wasted. I was. Uh, the Hath are the official Martha fan club. They are the Martha Defense well, they League. Love her. Yeah. And it makes me happy. I love the way they were just like patting her on the head, like. <laughs> and as she should, because she should be worshipped, because she is what? Queen. Queen. Because to me, that is how they sound like them. Like, oh, yeah, hey, look, Martha. They all sound like the Beatles. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. Um... Martha fixed my arm, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, she's groovy. Really cool. I'm not being funny. The half would sound like Paul McCartney, but not Paul McCartney young, Paul McCartney no, Paul now. Paul McCartney now, yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, that is crucial. Anyway, The Doctor's Daughter, we are at the end. God, um, time to rate it. Out of five, because we always rate, not rank, rate. Oh my God, words. We rate out of five. God, let's get to it. Out of five, Elliot, what are you giving The Doctor's Daughter? Uh, I don't know, man. I've, I've dabbled with a lot, but um, I'm gonna it'll lift my truth, and I'm gonna say a one. Um, Fair. Just, Fair. Just, just bad, but not in like a not in like a fun way, particularly. But we're having fun, but not in like a fun way, and you know, not even bad in like a terrible way. It's just so forgettable, and I'm bored while watching it. So that's the ultimate sin. Give it a one. Doesn't mean there's nothing good in it, but it means it's pretty, pretty bottom pretty, of the barrel. Pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. Like the long game is better. The long, 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 long game. game. Um, what about you? I was a little bit more generous. I gave it a one point five. Oh, oh, step back. Yeah, the, the, the point five. Long. The point five is for Georgia Tennant, and that is it. Fair. Um. Fair. Listen, I know that we're, we've probably upset a lot of listeners because uh, this is this is quite. The fun fan favorite, but for us, I mean, we've pissed you off for the girl in the fireplace. That's the biggest sin of them all. So, like, I mean, yeah. this shouldn't come you, as a surprise. Yeah, if you still listen to us after hearing us be like, "Girl in the fireplace," overrated, weird Bullshit. garbage made by a man who likes the doctor kissing sexy children, and then you know, seven <laughs> sorry, sorry, out of context, fucking weird. But then yeah, that, seven episodes yeah. later, you're then listening to us be like, "Love and Monsters," the best episode of the show. Then yeah, you know literally. you already know yeah, what on. to expect. You know what to expect. You know what this is. You know what's <laughs> this. What's going on here at Cap? It's absolute madness. We love fun. We love fun, but also when you waste free management, this is what happens. You get a one one slash one point five out of five. Lord. F is for friends who do things together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere, anytime at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. <laughs> in the deep, deep, deep. <laughs> Lucy, oh my god! F is for fire that burns down the whole town. U is for uranium. Bomb. N is for no survivors. <laughs> some some people will get that, and those who do 
Um, <laughs> I love you. Elliot, take us home, please. <laughs> I want to go home now, please. Uh, okay. I'll do, I can still do the whole thing as old Paul McCartney. I feel okay. drunk. I actually feel drunk. I still, I still think that yeah. There's a people sometimes they go, oh, you know, you shouldn't do, you know, you shouldn't do drunk because it makes people, you know, makes makes it sound cool and fun. But I still think a drunk episode would be. I think content. we should. I do think we should. Well, that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pom Podcast, the gayest show in the galaxy. I hope you had fun. We sure tried to with this fucking bog of an episode. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash come along podcast. Over there, we have several tiers for your choosing. Our top tier is ad free listening. If those annoying people in the middle of the episode are getting in your way, you can pledge some money over there and you can subvert those. And for certain amounts of money, you can also get a shout out on the show, just like Dr. Pompidou, like Jason, and like Lucy. We love all our Patreons, but we love them the most because they are amazing however you can also support us on ko-fi that's ko-fi forward slash come along pom podcast you can make a one-off donation if a monthly recurring subscription is not your thing because times are hard friends of you and we're in the middle of a cozy living crisis babe that being said if you want to support the show more generally you want to show us some love you can shoot us an email and you might be featured in three mile corner where i too will take the piss out of your word ramblings if you want to be cool like k like joel like august you want to do nothing but heat praise on Dandler and tell me to go fuck off. You can do that. <laughs> Come on, Pompod at gmail.com. We read everything and we will get to everybody. We do really appreciate it. But it's a nice way to tell us that you care without having to give us anything out of your wallet unless I come around to your house and force you to other ways you can get in touch with the show we're over on TikTok I'm sure you already know about it because it's how you found the show but TikTok.com for us come along podcast we post our highlights and our lowlights cheeky little momos bits of us doing things over there there's like 9,000 people over there go check them out it's a great little community however we are most active on Instagram come along pond podcast over there I'm talking stories reels posts polls Q&A's where I send in questions for downloads to get annoyed at over 5,000 people on there now absolutely crazy we're already thinking about fun things that we can do for 5k for when we hit 10k because those milestones are now more realistic than ever it's absolutely crazy but that is your one-stop shop for when episodes are going out for when episodes aren't coming out any news and updates you're going to get them on our Instagram page come on Pom Podcast shoot us a DM too we might get back to you but with all of that being said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. I know this episode was quite negative, but I felt like we also had fun. So hopefully, yeah, I think that might fun. genuinely have been one of our best. You know, yeah, it, it's listen. It is what it is at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I think you know, considering I'm out of practice, I thought what the wrap up there was quite good. No, I your wrap up is a work of art. Like it's, it, I mean, when Josh Carr came onto this podcast, beautiful Josh Carr, even he was like, "That that is a work of art," and I was like, "It really is. It's 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 something to behold." But... Josh Carr immediately offended my book because he was impressed by my broadcasting prowess to segue us out of what I call <laughs> cul-de-sac tangent. Literally, um, but anyway. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this as always thank you for sticking with us thank you for the support before we go today just want to say don't forget to do everything that Elliot said you know with all of the, the ways to support the pod but also give us a give us a rating on Spotify give us a cheeky five stars go on you know you want to go for it it really helps the show out really pushes us onto the charts a little bit which is really nice and it's just a nice thing to do do you know what I mean? <laughs> and 
do that on your podcast platform of choice spotify apple amazon whatever you can leave us a review we do genuinely appreciate it and it helps the show that is a good way to support us i'm going to start weaving that into the wrap-up gorgeous as always though oh it's been lovely being joined by you and you my love love it incidentally it's been lovely chatting to all of you at home as well and we give you air from our lungs (sighs) bye guys bye 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 now gurgle 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 bye guys make the foundations of the society a man who never would watch the doctor's daughter (laughs) peace and love peace and love the beat goes on peace and love the beat goes on peace and love the beat goes on the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.